First Take, the least boring banking podcast, is an attempt to make banking unboring and tell you all the tips, tricks, and news that you need to know regarding your banking life. Brought to you by two former news anchors who are just trying to make banking a little more personable, a little less boring. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the First Take podcast, the least boring banking podcast. We'll let you be the judge of that. I'm Blake Gwynn, Allison McDaniel here with you from First National Bank. And Allison, today is fraud day. Friday? Oh, fraud fraud day. Fraud day Friday. There we go. I did not even think about that. Yeah. Until just now. So it's fraud day Friday on the least boring banking podcast. And... We're not going to steal your information. We're not doing that. That's not what we're saying. We're not going to commit fraud, other than maybe telling you that this is the least boring banking podcast. That may be Again, fraud. you are the judge of that. Yes. So, again, yeah, that may be the only fraud that occurs here today. But uh, so, so the goal today is to kind of give you some information about fraud. A lot of people are really – this really scares them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something that is – to be scared of. You know, you think about your credit score and, and how that ties into if you're wanting to purchase a, a car or or purchase a home or something like that, your credit score is low. That's going to affect your interest rate, um, can, can really hurt you on a lot of things. And if a fraudster gets a hold of your stuff, then you have the possibility of just, they could tank your credit right. score. Yeah, and that's, the good news is there's ways you can fight this to where it is, you're very protected. Um, most people will run up against some kind of fraud. Uh, the bank has a lot of ways to protect you, uh, and we're going to tell you some of those. And that's that's the good thing about it is there are ways to be on the defensive, uh, but these folks are very good at what they do. We've got a very dedicated fraud team that they're constantly adapting with them, and, and we're here to protect you, obviously. You are very protected, but um, you have to protect yourself, too. That's a that's a big part of this. Yeah, absolutely. We do, Like you said, we do have that fraud team on the back end watching your stuff. You know, if something pops up to them that is out of the norm for you, then right. that alerts them, and they right. contact you to, to figure out, hey, is, is this you? I know that I've gone on vacation before, and – been halfway into the yeah. road trip and thought, oh, no, I didn't call the bank and, and let them know right. of my travel plans. If I'm popping up in Illinois where I'd, I'd never go to Illinois on a normal basis, then right. yeah, that's I, a red flag. And that's it. And, you know, it, sometimes it can be frustrating. You know, I know everybody's had that happen where you go in somewhere and, like, your card's not working. That That is a defense mechanism, and uh, it's protected and saved a lot of people a lot of, a lot of time, energy, and resources over the years. And, and we will get into that. So, uh, the first thing is we want to give you some tips that will protect you right out of the gate. Um, now, then we're going to go into some different scenarios that people will try to maybe alert you on, you know, I've had a phone call like that. Or if you ever do get a phone, most people have had them. Yes. Um, it's, it's becoming a lot more common it, it nowadays. Is, and somebody trying to reach you at your car's extended warranty and just garbage like that. But um, there are some things that you can do that will pretty well cover you in the event of every single fraud case Al. yeah absolutely so you know you want to protect your information know that here at the bank we are never going to call you or email you and ask you for your personal information we have that yeah, right if, if somebody calls and says this is so-and-so from first national bank uh, i need you to give me your social security number that's not us um, if you call us, we may ask you to verify the last four of your social. We might ask for that information if you call us, which kind of brings us to that next point, which is 
if you don't know if you're on the phone with the bank or not, if, if somebody calls and says, I'm so-and-so with X bank or with the IRS or anything like that, and you're not sure who that is, you can hang up the phone and you can call the number that you know is associated with that institution. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you were to get a phone call and you're like, I'm just, you know, you get a phone call and somebody says, I am with the IRS. You're just like, I'm not 100% sure I'm talking to the IRS. They want this personal information. First of all, the IRS will hardly ever call you, ever. Uh, and if they do, they're not going to be very pushy and start hassling you for information. So, But if you say, I'm just not sure if I'm talking to the IRS, you can say, hey, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you back on a known IRS number. A couple things won't happen there if you're actually talking to the IRS. Number one, the person that's with them will not start yelling at you. They are understanding the of... Right. They'll say, we understand. May even give you a number. I, I would urge you to hang up, go to the irs.gov website, or, or whatever you're doing. If, if it's First National Bank, go to our website, which is fnbank.net, and then call the number that's on there. You know, And so when you get us, say, hey, I just got a phone call from you guys, and, and tell them what it was about. And at that point, you know you're talking to a real person. Right, absolutely. Because like you said, if, if you are talking to somebody who has ill intent against you and your personal information, uh, if you tell them, hey, I need to hang up, and I'm just going to call you guys back at, at that correct number uh, to make sure that I'm talking to the right person, if they, if they have ill intent, they are going to get angry. If they are legitimate, if it's, a, if it's say, somebody here at the bank, if, if you called one of, or if, if we called you or something like that, uh, and you said, I, I really want to hang up and call you guys back, we're totally understanding of that. Right. And in fact, if you just, if you say to us on the phone, and I've had this happen to me with, uh, for example, like American Express, if, if you do that to us on the phone and you say, I just don't, I'm not, how do I know I'm talking to the bank? They'll actually tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. well, it's okay. You can actually hang up and you can go to your app or you can go to our website and then you can call that number that's on there and this is my name and you'll get me. Right. And, that, and that's how we'll do that. And I've had that happen with other companies. That's a good deal. Another thing, never, ever, ever do this. Don't ever give out your online banking and password credentials. It's, an, A, a one-way ticket to lose your online banking privileges because, listen, there's a trust thing there. Like, we're giving you access to this stuff and then... It's like you betray us, you Again, know? Again, a very important word there, privileges. That is a privilege online banking is. It, it is. It is. And we love you, and we want you to have it. It just makes everything so easy. But, like, if you give your stuff out to people, we're like, I, I don't know. So don't ever do that. And here's the thing. We won't ask for that. We already have it. Yep. Right? So, like, we're, we're your buddy. You know, we're like your friend. We know everything about you, and that's okay. But, like, we don't have to ask you for a lot of this stuff. We may ask you for pieces here and there to verify that we're talking to you. But we're not going to pick up the phone randomly out of the blue one day and say, I need to get into your online banking. What's your password? We won't do that. What's your full debit card number? Mm -mm. No. We don't We don't need that. No, and we won't ask for your – first of all, we know your, we know your username. And, and if, if you need to change your password, we will change that for you. You know, we don't, we don't even want to know your password, mm -hmm. okay? So just keep that in mind that we're not just going to pick up the phone out of the blue and ask for your, your online banking credentials. And, in fact, if you're on the phone with us, even if you call us, we don't know your password. We don't want to know your password. Um, we've got ways to help you without needing that information. And, again, please do not tell somebody else your online banking username and password. That gives them the opportunity to get into your stuff. And then if you turn around and say, hey, this person stole $500 out of my account, how'd they do that? Well, I gave them my online banking ID and password. That 
there, it's hard to help you at that point. It, and, exactly. And we, we try to help you recoup your money, but there are things that put you in danger of not recouping that money because of actions that you've taken, and that's where we try to protect you. And, and, and there's, there's stop gaps once they, if you know, in the event somebody did get in, there are stop gaps that prevent your money from being taken. For example, within bill pay, if somebody were to get into your online banking, the only way they would really do that would be having, you know, yeah. having your online banking information, which sure. they shouldn't have. But if, if they did, uh, like bill pay, for example, will trigger different stops if it's from a weird IP address. So there are some protections in there. But if they get in there, that's step number one. They don't ever need to get in there. And also the two-factor authentication helps with that. There's a code it'll send to your phone if it's not your registered device. Don't give somebody else that code. That's your private code. It's for you. We created it special for you with love. Special for you. And since you like this six-digit code from the goodness of our hearts, and then you give it to somebody that it's not theirs. Hey, and we're not just talking about somebody who may call you uh, pretending to be from the IRS and asking for your online ID and password. We're talking about friends and family too. They do not yes, need to have. They do not. They do not need to have that information. That is your personal right. information. Keep not it your, safe and secret with you. Not your grandson. Not yep. your, don't, don't give out your PIN number to your debit card. None of that. That's your business. Yep. Don't write it down anywhere either. I know that's hard, but like, there's some keeper apps on your phone. If you do have to write it down, which we say don't ever do, make sure it's somewhere safe. Just like leave it laying out on the counter somewhere or in your purse or, or whatever. Just be real careful with that stuff. And here's the thing. So let, let's talk about, we're talking sure. about digital products on your, your computers and your devices. Um, sometimes people will call acting like they're from maybe a software provider like Microsoft or Apple. And they'll say, I need you to go to a website and I'm go I need to do some work on your computer here's some access points that like I need you to go to the site and what they'll actually do is they will remote into your device and then they can get into anything and they can keep remoting in once they've done that. Yeah. Don't, don't ever let anybody do that unless you've initiated that phone call and you know you're on the phone with the provider. That's, that's dangerous. Just don't. And once they do that, they're in, you're going to, you're going to need your stuff wiped and it's just a big deal. And so those are kind of the tips, I think, mm -hmm. Al, that um, we'll go into some different types of fraud. And, and if you apply those different methods right there, you should be pretty covered against Right. The, yeah, the tips that we're giving right now, they, they really do cover a wide range of, if it is maybe the sweepstakes fraud or the romance fraud or something like that, you're, you're going to have the same red flag. Similar to the red flags that we have, maybe if your debit card has been compromised, you're going to have these red flags in each of these situations. And then you're going to apply that information that we're giving you of what you need to do, how you need to avoid the situation uh, in each of those scenarios. So there's several types of fraud. I'll just read off a few of them, and then we'll hit a few high points uh, just to kind of stay on time. Um, but so in most of these, there's a there's common themes within all of them. They all try to do roughly the same thing. But um, you're probably going to be familiar with some of these because somebody's probably tried to do it to you. Um, so there's sweepstakes fraud. Uh, there's debt collection fraud, uh, public official law enforcement fraud, computer hacking, phishing, uh, not the good kind, credit and debit card fraud, romance scams. Those are the worst timeshare scams. Uh, we got new internet jobs. Somebody's trying to get you to do something, and then uh, maybe getting overpaid for for items that you're selling. Um, those are pretty common. They all have typically one thing in common: the the person committing the fraud, the the, the fraudster. I like that. It makes word. them sound way too cool. But the fraudster, like wearing sunglasses. the criminal, the unsub, the unknown subject. Okay, how many more? The perp. 
The perp. The perpetrator. Yeah. The perpetrator. Yeah. So they're well, he's getting off topic, off track. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the the common theme there, Blake. Yeah. It, so the common theme is that typically they will want you to send them money before they send you something back. That's what they're trying to do. So, for example, on the sweepstakes fraud, that's like, hey, I'm with Publishers Clearinghouse. Um, here's the deal. If you win Publishers Clearinghouse, they're going to show up at your door with a camera crew and a big check. They're not going to ask you to go to Walmart, buy a $100 gift card, and send it to them so that way they can send $100,000 back to you. Hey, also... If you have not ever, ever, ever signed up for Publishers Clearinghouse, Publishers Clearinghouse will not call you. Don't work or like that. Will not, will not come to your door. Don't. You have to, you have to sign up for that. Don't work like that. Yeah, yeah. And again, in the event that a fraudster did show up with a camera crew, they don't typically do that. But you know, that would be your first indicator that they might be real. But so if somebody calls says I'm a Publishers Clearinghouse, you've won a hundred thousand dollars. But first, I need you. Yeah, there'll always be a but in there. Don't do it. They they don't need that. The, the the debt collection fraud is another one. You owe money by the IRS. We're going to come arrest you. And that gets really scary. Yeah. They can be very, very forceful, very angry. And that's part of their tactic. Um, and, and, you know, one of the best things to do at that point, again, like we said earlier, if you are even the slightest bit hesitant about what's going on, hang up the phone and call, call that look up the IRS phone number look, or the bank phone number or Publishers Clearinghouse, contact that company and ask them, did you just contact me and forcefully demand this information? The answer is no, they did not. Yeah, and that's a big one. They, they, they scare you. Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be arrested if you don't send us this money. It's okay. It, it's call the actual sheriff's department. Yeah, typically, no, too, and you talk to most police officers, if you've done something, and they're going to come to your house and arrest you, you typically don't get a courtesy call. Oh, no. They probably aren't going to let you know that they're coming. No. So that, that's another thing. But you're okay. Hang up and call who you think it is and say, I just got a call saying I was going to be arrested. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you absolutely. Know, so that's, now, a, that's a big one. I really, I would like to hit on the romance thing because this that's plays, a big one. This, and this takes a different turn. This very much so plays on people's emotions and really gets, you know, uh, elderly people, widows, um, people who... They can find out through maybe your social media pages that, that you've been single for an extended period of time or that you are recently widowed or something, and they play on you so hard to get your emotions involved in what's going on. And then it is always a scenario of, I can't get back to xyz they need something they need they're something jail, from you something. or their grandson's yeah. in jail, and they yeah, need right. you to help bail them out with a, a gift card to visa that isn't no when they start asking you for money you need to seriously question what's going on and you know there are red flags a lot of times with um with the people that you may be speaking with a lot of times they are you know maybe facebook pages or something like that that facebook page was probably created two months ago they have one profile picture um you know if you if you speak with them on the phone uh it's always coming from a different phone number, and they always have an excuse for that of, oh, well, I'm working in right. in South America right now, or, uh, you know, I got to fly to Texas. So the, my phone number has been the same since I was uh, 14 it, right. years old. And most people's change very few times in their lifetime, maybe once or twice, but it won't change four different times. Within the span of a week. Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. And you, so you get a phone call that says, you know, you, you start falling in love with somebody, start chatting with them on Facebook, and... Hopefully that's real, but at the point they start asking for money and you've never met them, put on the brakes. And you know what? Um, 
there is a, a, a good thing in the situation of at the bank, you know, you don't just have um, the, the people behind the scenes, our fraud team looking out for you, watching over uh, any red flags that may pop up with your debit card or things like that. But, you know, the tellers and the customer service representatives who we have here, they also get to know you. And if, if they see you come in uh, looking to withdraw a large amount of money because you're going to be sending it to somebody, that's something that they know to be on the lookout for and that they are very cautious of and will try and help you avoid being scammed out of your money. And it makes us mad for you. Yeah. Like, we get really upset with things like that. Like Because uh, you become fan. Like, I mean, you talk about yeah. the tellers who they see the same person mm -hmm. multiple times a week. You know, they know them by name. And to see somebody who you consider a, a friend, a family member coming through yeah. and getting scammed, that hurts. That's and, and we won't tell you something we don't think is true. And unfortunately, it's, it's sometimes difficult to accept. It puts us in a, in a weird spot. But just know that, I mean, if, if we do think that something is, is potentially harming you, we have an obligation, um, not just as your friend, as your banker, but at, legally have an obligation to try to stop it. Mm -hmm. um, and our, our bankers are very well trained on this stuff. Um, and so, so listen to them and trust them and be open with them and, and tell them the truth. And um, because we, we won't try to hurt you. Yeah. And, and, we have and your best interest at heart. We do. And, and we've got skin of the game, too. I mean, because ultimately in some of these situations, if money is lost and we don't catch it, you know, you, you can get reimbursed for your money, but then we, we lose that money. So uh, we, we're in it kind of with you together. And, and we're, but yeah, you're right, Al. The, the romance scam is probably the nastiest. It really it, is. It's, it's the most cruel intentioned of all of these. Some of these, you know, we've got phishing, which is where you get a strange email or a phone call. Um, Click that, on this link to or give us this information, and, and so if you don't not expecting an email from somebody, um, don't don't click on a link. Hey, and, and you know what? Not just emails. Now I have received multiple text messages, text messages over the past couple of weeks of a link from I don't. I mean, it's not even a phone number. It's a somebody's email address that's coming through. Those are, that's a red flag. Yeah, I just side. automatically delete them. I do not open them. Mm -mm. If it is somebody who is actually trying to get in contact with me, then they can they can Very try again. Very good point. And like I said, you, you get an email that you're not expecting. I'll give you an example of an email you're expecting versus one you're not. You reset your password into your online banking, and it sends you a link. And it says, you did that. It's okay. Okay? But you get one out of the blue. And you've not done anything. You're on vacation, and you've not touched your online banking. Don't click on that and put in information, because why would it have sent you that? We, we won't send you that out of the blue. Now you could initiate that. That's okay. But if you didn't do it, yeah. Similar to if you didn't enter Publishers Clearinghouse, if you didn't do anything, <laughs> nobody's just going to roll up into your house and go, "Hey, you know, put this information in. We're going to give you that." Just this is America. We love this country. It's easy to make money. It, that ain't going to happen. Yep. Too good to be true. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. It probably is. If somebody is being forceful, hateful with you, they are probably trying to use today. scare tactics. Golly. Yeah, this is our a very this negative. Is dark. Very negative. First, very first negative. take. First, first take. We're going to have to do something like about birthday cakes in the next episode or something to, to just cheer us up. But I'll uh, totally talk birthday cakes. Yeah. So there's that's those are the <laughs> biggest ones. Uh, phishing, you know, obviously we mentioned the computer hacking, sweepstakes fraud. Uh, you know, there's credit and debit card fraud. Um, I think that's a decent one to probably talk about just for just a second. Um, 
credit and debit card fraud, somebody get your debit card information. That, For the record, the bank is not who got hacked there when that gets stolen. Typically, it's a merchant that has been hacked, and they've got your tip. The good thing about you know debit card fraud, there is a positive. They don't have really your personal information, like your social security number. They just got that card number. So once we deactivate the card, it's over. Right. Uh, and, and you need to report that, though. This is where it's really important. Constantly be checking your account and your online banking because if you catch that quick enough, we can get you reimbursed for your funds. Well, and, and turn your card off automatically. Turn your card off automatically. And you can actually turn your card off on our mobile app. Mm -hmm. There's a card feature, and you can just hit that little button. Maybe you realize later it's not fraud. You can turn it back on yourself. Uh, and if you do figure out it's fraud, call the bank immediately. Uh, you can call 870-215-4000, um, ask for our fraud team, and they'll help you out there. And we try to catch this, too. Uh, you will get occasional text um, from the fraud center, uh, and it'll say something like, you know, charge $150 to the La Quinta Inn in uh, Bakersfield, California. If you're not in Bakersfield, California, you can reply no, and then they'll actually turn your card off for you, and then you can you can follow up. It's okay to reply yes or no to text messages like that. It won't hurt you. And right. The well, fraud and team again, will do that. Again, I'll reiterate, if it's something that you get that text message and you are not certain of it, give us a phone call, and we'll it's say, okay. yeah, no, that, that was from us. We're just making sure that you are a in Bakersfield. You're not? Okay, let's work on this. Absolutely. And, and you know, yeah, you don't have to answer that, but a yes or no answer to a text, you know, um, uh, especially about something like that is okay, but if you're not sure, you can you can call us. But you will occasionally get those uh, from our I fraud team. I have received team. them. Yeah, I, I received them personally myself. And and you know the first time I got it, I wasn't sure mm -hmm. what it was. Uh, I just started working here, and so I called one member. That is our fraud team. You need to respond. Yep. And and um, if you call us, we can respond for you. But um, it's kind of a good little training process there for me. So uh, <laughs> just be sure that you're you're uh, mindful of that. Um, always protect your card numbers. Be, be mindful. Of, of different things, but you're pretty protected on, on debit and credit card fraud. Um, make sure if you're using a credit card with the company, make sure they have good protection rules in place. Uh, our bank certainly does. Uh, so what do you do if you've been a victim of fraud? I think um, that's what everybody's, well, what do I do? I, okay, this has happened to me, or I accidentally did something. Like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I did that yesterday. I've done that, yeah. The worst thing you can do is sit in silence. I know it could be embarrassing. It's okay. I promise you, A, somebody's done something worse. B, we understand. We understand it happens. Don't just sit there in silence and hope for the best. Call us. 870-215-4000. Ask for our fraud team. Uh, Jana, uh, Kathy, uh, Julie, they're all over there. They do a tremendous job. I think Anna Hubbard mm -hmm. is over there. Uh, they do a tremendous job, and they are like detectives. They're just the best. Uh, so you can call and ask for them, 870-215-4000, ask for the fraud team. Monitor your bank account regularly via our mobile app and our online banking. And that's the thing. Like my mobile app, I will go on there and uh, multiple times throughout the day, not just to check my balance, but to also um, – see what I've been spending on or make sure that nothing is happening that I'm unaware of. Hey, and the best thing is if there is a charge that comes up that you're like, I don't, I don't remember doing that. Well, we have a live chat feature where you can automatically send that specific charge to our yes. live chat operators and they will look into it for you. And, and from there we, you know, goes back into that is through our app. You know that you are speaking with us. We may verify the last four digits of your social to make sure that we're speaking with you. Right. But, that's a safe uh, 
way to speak if with us. If you called us, it's okay. Yeah, You, you can exactly. give us information. Yeah. Um, and if, if, you know, it's when somebody calls you, you need to be careful with. But again, you can ask them about that and we can mm-hmm. kind of go through the same scenario of uh, if, if you'd made the phone call of getting your debit card turned off, figuring out what we need to do next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, use that uh, warm card feature on your, your app. So if you lose your card or you think there's something fishy on there, go in there. You can just click that little button and it will deactivate your card temporarily. Yeah, scroll all the way to the bottom, and it uh, has a little toggle button that you can flip on and off. I can't tell you how many times I have thought I've lost my debit card, and <laughs> yeah. it turns out it's in a jacket pocket yeah. that I, I wore the day before, but you can turn it off in case you think, oh, no, it, I've surely left it at Walmart. Then you can turn it off, and once you find it, yeah. if you find it, if you Hopefully don't, you do. yeah, then you know you can turn it back on. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, that you lose it, turn it off immediately, and you can do that yourself now, which is nice. Or you can call us. We can turn it off for you. Uh, monitor your credit regularly. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different apps out there you can use. You can go straight to the credit reporting agencies like Experian. Yep. Uh, you can go straight to them. A lot of them have free monitoring now. Uh, I personally use Credit Karma. Same. Uh, the, it does not affect your credit score when you sign up. It also gives you alerts. It'll send you text alerts of things when your credit changes. I mean, you can go, like, I've been at, like, a car dealership. They're in there running my credit, and I'll get a text that'll pop up right then. Or even, for instance, my husband and I just sold our house, and mm-hmm. we got an alert on Credit Karma that one of our accounts had closed because our, our mortgage for that home right. had closed. It, so That's good anyway, just to track really your credit. Is. It'll give you tips to improve your credit. I highly recommend Credit Karma. Um, not not an advertisement. Not an advertisement <laughs> at all, but uh, I don't think they'll get upset about that. No, I don't think so they? either. Uh, it, it, so. Again, this is our, our recommendations to yeah. you of how to make sure that you're keeping yourself safe. You, you know, it is a two-way thing. You have to... We're going to help you, but you have to help yourself in this in this right. situation as well. Right. Uh, so checking your credit, making sure that you're looking over your finances on a day-to-day basis, uh, looking at your mobile app, making sure that transactions aren't happening without your knowledge, that kind of thing. It's all very important that, that you have to work at this too. And also too, uh, you know, make sure that if you happen to have accidentally given out your online banking information to anybody, uh, change your password, call us, let us know so we can get that information changed. Uh, for you before anybody gets in there and messes around too much. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, we, we're here to protect you. Uh, you know, we have things, again, we have a fraud monitoring team that's constantly watching out for you. What we've said in this podcast has been scary, I would believe, for most people. Mm-hmm. I think you were probably scared of it anyway. Hopefully we might have given you some comfort knowing that we are watching out for these things and they're in control. Right. And, and that a lot of times you're going to run into the same same type of person, same situation of them making you making you scared of what's going on, uh, making you make a quick rush decision, um, being forceful with you, angry with you. We're, we're not going we're not to do, do that. that. No professional institution that messes with your money is going to act that way. Right. And again, yeah, they're going to get mad. They're, they're going to try to rush you. They need it right now. I need it at this second. Like, no, you can't hang up. You can't do this. And, you know, and or you're going to go to jail or we're going to send somebody to your house. It's, they're not going to do that. They're not anywhere near you. Yep. you know? Typically, these people are not sitting in Jonesboro no. or Little Rock. They're sometimes in another country, country yeah. or somewhere else. Miles and, and miles away. Know, they're a long way away. But So there's that. But, you know, we do have fraud monitoring. Um, please respond to our alerts or, or, or interact with our fraud team. Interact with them. And, again, be honest with them. I know, again, like Blake said, some of the things, you know, you may be embarrassed about what happened. It, and that's understandable that, you know, 
but mm-hmm. you have to you have to be honest with us so that we can know what we need to do to make sure that we are getting you back on the right track. Absolutely. Um, we, we do offer assistance if, if by some chance there was information that was compromised and you lost money. We offer assistance in getting you reimbursed. Um, a lot of times you'll get reimbursed quickly so that way you have money in your pocket and then we will start working the fraud case on the back end and we will settle that all out later. But we know right. we don't want you to starve in the meantime. So feel okay about that, that by banking with a real financial institution, be very careful with your cash apps and your Venmos and things like that because you're not protected that way. I actually, uh, speaking of cash app Venmo, I, I saw um, somebody uh, on, there's a, a bank uh Teller Facebook page and, mm-hmm. and they they yeah. put something on there about how somebody had put six hundred dollars into their Venmo account and then uh, sent them a message of oh I sent this to the wrong person oh, uh, yeah. another another yeah. you know there are there are so many pe- these people are so creative in how they're trying to take your money and so that's why it's so important to be diligent and know what they do how they act and operate so that you're not going to fall victim you're right a lot of lot of fraud on those uh person-to-person payment apps your money's protected in our bank right member Um, fdic yeah absolutely your money is very protected there are are options available when you get outside of that arena with third-party apps that are not regulated like a financial institution we can't guarantee that so keep that in mind we are there for you we investigate the fraud we try to find them um, all fraudsters out there listening, trying to get some tips and tricks, we will get find you. you. We're going to get you. We will make no distinction between those that commit fraud and those that harbor them. It's a little bit of a tweak on an old George W. Bush quote that I really like, by the way. Uh, uh, also, warnings about ongoing scams, which is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. right now. Yep, yep, yep. Well, as if we haven't thoroughly depressed you enough. Yay, Friday, fraud day. Yeah. Fraud day, Friday. Hopefully uh, we didn't bore you, scare you too bad, but folks, I mean, it's a real thing, something we need to talk about. It's out in the open. Um, hopefully we helped you some. Again, if you have any questions, 870-215-4000. Uh, ask for our fraud team. We'd be more than happy to, to answer any questions or, or anything that you have. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what you can look forward to in the next uh, installments of First Take, the least boring banking podcast. Uh, just a little backstory. This is coming from two former news anchors. Yes. Um so we're trying to take a a different twist on this. We're not trying to sit you down and talk numbers and interest rates and things like that. You know, we may talk about interest we might rates, do but that. but get good again. Sure, maybe <laughs> maybe a while. Uh, but you know, just bringing you information, kind of from our take. Um, right, and, and the things we say again, we, we kind of open up with you during these podcasts, and and you know, in a way we normally wouldn't. So please keep in mind, it's our advice, and some of the stuff is some personal stuff that we've shared. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do is, is get it on a level that's like, hey, you know, this is... Talking to your friend. Talking to your friend. So, that, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Aww, oh, very nice. We're friends. If the least boring thing, if it turns out that the podcast is actually boring, we may just change it to that. Like, first the, take, talking to a friend. Hey, there we go. <laughs> that's it. If the name changes, yeah. all right. you know why. Let's get out of here. Thank you all for joining us, guys. First National Bank is member FDIC, equal housing lender. I'm Blake. That's out. We'll see you soon.